With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Second hour, Clay and Buck kicks off now. You will recall that we were discussing during the Claudine Gay controversy, uh, who stepped down as president of Harvard, remember, for saying that it would not be a violation of Harvard's code of conduct per se to call for the extermination of the Jewish people. That was a problem. And then beyond that, it was found that she had engaged in dozens of instances of plagiarism, which were indefensible. We know that because nobody could actually defend them, and they very much wanted to. They would have tried to with everything that they had, but there was no defense. It's cut and paste. You can see it. So you go then beyond that and and think, hold on, why am I bringing this up now? Well, she also was one of the loudest voices among the faculty at Harvard demanding the removal of tenure, which is one of the things we all know about the university system. Tenure does not get taken from people. I mean, you, you have to, you're talking like triple homicide or something for your tenure to get taken away. It is unheard of, uh, in, in the university system. I mean, it can occur, I think, but only under extreme circumstances. She wanted, Claudine Gay, wanted the tenure of Roland Fryer to be taken away. Now, just a quick, and we've talked about Roland Fryer during the situation, for uh, sexual harassment, by the way. Not, not a, not a violent crime, not, uh, not, uh, rape, but sexual harassment. Comments in front of female colleagues, uh, if memory serves. That was the primary problem and there was an investigation they found nothing substantive or nothing worthy of discipline but she wanted him fired she wanted him fired um now roland fryer is the youngest professor to get tenure in the history of harvard university i think he got it at 34 years old he is black uh he is an exceptional economist and has won tons of awards and published a body of work that shows both skill and expertise, and on top of that is meaningful 
to the national discourse on a range of issues. Uh, for example, Clay, and this is going to tie in, I think, in a second here to the discussion we were having yesterday about shootings, whether it's at the um, the, the the parade for the uh, Kansas City Chiefs or just the way the media covers violence and shootings in general. Um, but two of the most well-known papers that Roland Fryer uh, has written, one of them was a study where he looked at the use of distinctly African-American names and life outcome because there was this theory out there that people had come to believe very broadly. If you give your child a distinctly African-American name, you are setting them uh, up for a more difficult life in the workplace and things like that. They'll face discrimination effectively. Fryer crunched all the numbers uh, and found out that that is not true when you control for socioeconomic uh, origin, basically. Does this come, does this person come from a two-parent household with a income of $80,000 a year? Well, then the, the name doesn't, you call them somebody, whatever you want to call them as a name, doesn't matter, right? When you control for that. So that was, um, a big paper. And then Clay, the one that got him in trouble, and he talked about this recently with Barry Weiss, um, over at the, uh, the Free Press, um, was he did an analysis of police-involved activity. What he found was that use of force against against black men by cops, when it comes to more minor use of force, so, you know, frisking, uh, any kind of striking with the hands, any kind of pushing, more likely to happen with police-to-black male interactions. That's what That's what his analysis found. But he also found, and this is in a whole range of different tiers of analysis and research, that... It is not the case that black men are more likely to be killed under similar circumstances than white men by law enforcement. In fact, white men are more likely to face lethal force from police under the same circumstances. Based on the data, they, the the left went nuts, and we we have a cut of him. And then I was here. He is saying this, explaining this is what is it? Uh, Twenty six, I think, what he faced. When this happened, play. Yes, we saw some bias in the low-level uses of force, everyday pushing up against cars and things like that. People tend to like that result. But we didn't find any racial bias in police shootings. Now, that was really surprising to me because I expected to see it. It was posted for four minutes when I got my first email. This is full of Doesn't make any sense. And I wrote back, how'd you read it that fast? I had colleagues take me into the side and say, don't publish this. You'll ruin your career. I said, what's wrong with it? Do you believe the first part? Yes. Do you believe the second part? Well, it's the issue is they just don't fit together. I said to them, if the second part showed bias, do you think I should publish it then? And they said, yeah, then it would make sense. Uh, Clay, I think we all understand why the truth does not matter in society these days. I also think it makes logical sense. And some of you are going to say, maybe your eyebrows go up, you say, what do you mean by that? I think there has been so much focus on police shootings of minorities, black people in particular, that police officers know what happens if they get it wrong, such that they actually are less, it makes total sense to me, Buck. And I bet what you see is the data has become even more pronounced in the years since because if any cop watched the George Floyd video, any cop watched that video, 
any cop watches any of these viral shooting videos, cops know that they only get scrutinized now if they shoot a black guy. We've seen some of these videos, Buck, of white guys getting shot by police officers. The one, and you may remember the guy's name. We Arizona, Daniel Shaver, killed by Officer Brailsford on video with a long gun. The kid is blubbering on the ground, crying for his life. Yes. It is, I think, the worst example of a police violent act on video that I've ever seen. The uh, district attorney charged the, 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 the Tyree charge Nichols. The Tyree Nichols case was also brutal, but what happened when the with the case in Arizona, the white kid? The district attorney charged it as manslaughter, and a jury, inexplicably to me, found him not guilty. Found the officer not guilty. Um, it was one of the most grotesque mis- miscarriages of justice when it comes to a police-involved excessive force shooting of ever. I mean, the there was also the um, uh. The one in South Carolina where the individual was running away. I mean, that was an execution. That, that yes, but that cop was found guilty and I think got yes. twenty five to life. Yes, this cop got away with it. The one in Arizona, and the data reflects, and this blows people's mind, that seventy five percent of all police shootings involve races other than black people. And when you say that, it's it's as if the world is completely different than what people anticipated. of people that get shot and killed by police are white. Around 25% are Hispanic or other. 25% are black. And that means 75% of all police shootings involve people other than black individuals. And it's stunning. Most people have no concept of that reality. Now, it's true that black people represent, whatever, 13% of the population. So per capita, that's an exaggerated number. But... Police don't interact with everybody evenly. Black people commit violent crime at higher rates than their overall population would reflect. So they interact with police more frequently. I, I, there's so much here. Um, there's obviously our, our, the way that uh, shootings and violence are covered in the media and just the national conversation around them, the general mass perception of these issues. And that's what he was going to here. Um, and there have been other instances. I mean, for example, it was there was a study that was done a long time ago, um, and a hat tip uh, Ann Coulter for bringing this one forward, um, where they looked at driving on the New Jersey Turnpike. And there was this belief that driving on the New Jersey, which anyone who's ever been on 95, you, you know, you know the stretch of road I'm talking about between, you know, you're getting close to New York there. And uh, you're on the New Jersey Turnpike, and there was a belief that somehow state troopers were being racist because of the numbers of people that they were pulling over who were black. That was the story. So they set up speed cameras to look at this. State of New Jersey paid to do this whole thing. They set up speed cameras. And, well, first of all, as anyone can think this one through, right? Uh, cars going 80 miles an hour. You're a cop. You're, you know, are, are you really able to see the, the race of the individual who was driving the car. And this is back in like the nineties, I think, by the way, maybe the early two thousands. Can you see the answer is no. The answer is you got your, you got your speed gun out. Yep. And you're just, you're just, you know, putting it on the car. And what they found was, okay, it actually wasn't, it was the case that, um, basically everyone speeds as a proportion of drivers on the road, men, by the way, equally black, Hispanic, white, you know, I think actually Asians sped less than the rest, but put that aside for a second. We're less speeding. 
But, you know, effectively everybody was speeding in their general range of what they are in the population. But when it came to extreme speeding, 25 miles an hour plus, there was an overwhelming disparity of black drivers on the New Jersey Turnpike who were going 25 miles an hour over the, so, you know, they're going, uh, what, 90 miles an hour plus. Yeah. And that, and so that, so when you look at the data, you say, well, hold on a second. What does this tell us? Well, it's actually just telling us that for whatever reason on that stretch of road, there was a disparity among individuals going at extreme rates of excessive speed who are the most likely to be pulled over because cops will let you go usually five, 10 miles an hour over. Similar thing here. You look at these stories and whether it's about the names or about the shootings, Clay, we're supposed to believe certain things. And that's what Harvard was telling Professor Fryer. You are supposed to believe it even if it's not true. It doesn't matter that it's not true to them. And and that's what I think is also so key about this, Buck. They said, in theory, why do you do a study? To confirm whether something that you believe is true or false. That's the entire purpose of it. You have a hypothesis, you have a theory, you do a study to determine whether or not it is reflective of reality. What they were telling him at Harvard was... You can't publish a study that challenges what our uh, beliefs already are. In theory, that's what science should do, right? The existence of science or study in general, it's really not very interesting if you do a study and it just serves to reconfirm what people already believe. It actually defeats kind of the whole purpose of the study in the first place. And, and what's interesting is, and he brought this up in that soundbite when he was doing the sit-down with Barry Weiss, uh, most of his analysis went along with, now I could actually get into, well, are, you know, is there more profanity being used? Uh, are there more, you know, are the uh, verbal interactions with police more aggressive among different groups? Like, you could actually start to parse the data on the, less than lethal use of force more to get a better sense as to what's going on or just the cops you know is is there a systemic racism here right Th- those are the questions that you would be able to ask but most of it aligned with what they wanted clay because the one point though about lethal use of force by police we are we have been told that cops will shoot somebody because they are yes. black or at some level they are more likely to shoot someone because they're black of all the things he found, that one thing statistically did not line up. In fact, went in the other direction. You're more likely to be shot if you're white uh, by cops under the same set of circumstances, you know, armed, approaching the officer, etc. They wanted him to be ruined. They wanted the youngest tenured professor at Harvard to lose tenure because of this. And Claudine Gay, former president of Harvard, was a part of that. And, Buck, the conversation isn't even allowed to occur. That's the thing that really, to me, calls out the dishonesty of anyone who claims that they care about violence. Even I think when we come back, I'll mention it again, but this Kansas City juvenile shooting that happened at the Super Bowl parade, it's a story that everybody's talking about. We talked about it yesterday. We still don't know the names of these kids. How long did it take for us to know the name of uh, of the, the shooter in uh in uh in Waukesha that he's a minor that they tried to put in prison you mean for Kyle Rittenhouse. Kyle Rittenhouse. Yeah. We knew his name, we, we knew everything about him within forty eight hours. You had of celebrities that calling for him to face like the gas chamber. I mean, yes. These people are psychopaths. And he what was about a minor. the Covington Catholic care. kid. Minor. 
What about the kid who wore the headdress and went to the Kansas City Chiefs game? He's a minor. All that stuff comes out. Why can we not get... And by the way, why aren't those kids being charged as adults who shot 20 people if they're 16 years old, which is the report that I've seen, if you shoot 20 people and you're 16 years old, to me, I think trying to treat you like a juvenile might not be the appropriate uh, mechanism for justice here. No, but if you're if you are in your 30s and it's found that you tweeted uh, a very bad word or something racially incentive, uh, you know, insensitive, um, you know, when you were 14 or whatever, yep. your life should be ruined. You should be so unemployable true. for all of, you know, if you, if you're, if you're in your twenties and you wrote something when you're 14 that's on the internet that someone finds that's racist, you should never be employable. You should lose. But if you're 16, you shoot 20 people. Well, you know, let's not, let's not, uh, drag their name through the mud too much online. It's, uh, pretty clear what's going on here, folks. Um, we'll talk more about this, uh, on the other side and also take some of your calls. 800-282-2882. I took it this morning, and I had a great gym workout, although it's going to be nap time after the radio show because I had so much energy, so much focus, that it actually tires me out a little bit afterwards. Chad Mode is amazing. It's a product by Chalk, a pre-workout. Look, this is a powder supplement, so it gives you a boost of energy and focus. You just take one scoop of this Chad Mode. Like I said, I did it this morning. Mix it in with water or juice. You're good to go. I take it just with water because I like the taste, but with a little juice, it'll be delicious. And that's something you can do before hitting the gym or taking on a big project where you need energy, drive, and focus. Great thing about Chad Mode, no jitters or crash. You're going to feel great. Clean ingredients that you can read about on Chalk.com. That's key because a lot of supplements have junk in there. But Chalk is all clean, good ingredients. You'll know what they are. You can read what they are, and there's no surprises. I swear by this stuff. As they do for everything Chalk makes. Chalk is spelled C-H-O-Q.com. Go check out their male vitality stack. There are different uh, programs you can get on. You can subscribe so you can have holistic wellness, my friends, and balance out your hormones, do some great stuff. Now through the end of this month, Chalk is offering a massive discount on any subscription for life exclusive to our listeners. Go to Chalk.com, C-H-O-Q.com. Use my name, Buck, to unlock this exclusive February-only offer. CHOQ.com. Use my name, Buck, as your promo code. One truth revealed after another. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. How could the most powerful man in media just vanish from public life? My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'm a reporter who's covered politics for years, and in this podcast, I'm going to travel far and wide searching for the reclusive Matt Drudge, the founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who've worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. I'll also be chasing down tips from you, the listener, through a special hotline. So if you know where Drudge is right now or have a great Drudge story that might help us better understand the mysterious media mogul, please give us a call at 301-200-2414. 
Hopefully by the time this show ends, the man who knows Drudge best, Matt Drudge himself, will break his silence and sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. We break open modern-day conspiracies and tell you which elements may be the real deal. Like, did Bill Gates use COVID vaccines to microchip us all? We all do have tracking devices. Mm -hmm. We carry them around. We spend a lot of money on them. And what's actually on Hunter Biden's laptop? You are talking to the guy that has three of Hunter Biden's laptops and cell phone. And what did the deep state build under Denver airport? Do you think there are secret bunkers? That's just on my list of questions I have about Jesse Ventura. It's our mission to get to the heart of these conspiracy theories and figure out the why, the how, and especially the if. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Uh, We're talking about that Roland Fryer study. Uh, which almost no one is willing to talk about. And Jason in Houston, police officer, um, for over 30 years, what, quickly here, we got like 30 seconds. What did that, uh, that story impact you? Well, I, I spent most of my early part of my career in a predominantly African American part of town and 90, 95% of every contact I made was my, me being a white police officer was with you know, black male or black female, and I got sick and tired of being uh, told that all I did was pull somebody over because of their their race. And I asked a guy one night, I said, I said, take a look around here. I said, other than me, how many white people do you see out here? You know, and yeah. the answer is, is none. And I was like, so, you know, I pulled you over going 40 miles over the speed limit. There's no way I could tell what your race was. Thank you for the call. I think that's true oftentimes. And uh, I always like to say, Buck, and this kind of ends the argument. Anybody think that uh, police officers are sexist? They're not putting a lot of women in prison. Because most of the time they're going after the people who commit the crimes. And I'm a dude. Most of the time it's going to be dudes committing crimes, not women. Not a lot of grandmas uh, packing heat out there uh, causing trouble. Uh, look, you want to switch your cell phone right now to Pure Talk. Get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. Say goodbye to T-Mobile, AT&T, or Verizon. Move your cell phone service to the company that puts you on the most dependable 5G network in the nation for half the price. No strings attached, no four-line requirement, no activation fees. Brand new Samsung built to last with a rugged screen, quick-charging battery, top-tier data security. Compare the monthly plan to one you're paying right now. Just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and a mobile hotspot. My family does it. Your family will love it. Here's how you switch. Dial pound 250. Say the keywords Clay and Buck. Free brand new 5G Samsung smartphone, pound 250, say Clay and Buck. Talking about worst and best, or best and worst, presidents in U.S. history on President's Day. That was a fun one. We got so much uh, feedback from so many of you and really appreciated your your uh, your perspectives on it. Um, I, I'd say n- not many surprises. I mean, I think any there, there's pretty universal agreement on the right, I, I would say, for the top 10 worst and the top 10 best, right? That, that, that's, and then you're just moving around where, uh, you know, who's number three or, you know, I, I get it, right? I mean, someone said, Oh, Buck, you shouldn't put Calvin Coolidge at number three. You should put Lincoln there. I'd be like, all right, you know, Clay put Lincoln in the top three. Like I, I could, 
I could see that. I'm, I'm not, you know, we're, it's a very subjective, very subjective list, but subjective lists are fun. You know, it's like best action movie from, uh, the 1980s, 1990s. Like you can come up with a whole lot. Uh, this matters a bit more though, because it's about the history of the country and it also tells us something about our politics, I think today. Um, so we had, uh, this was interesting. Michael Beschloss. We, we said that there was clearly something going on with this, uh, these experts of presidential history who said that Trump was the worst president in history on this list. The worst. Yes. I didn't even say, I didn't say that Joe Biden was the worst. Joe Biden's not responsible for, you know, inability to prevent the nation from sliding into a war that took, what, 600,000 lives? I mean, you know, I didn't tell, I, they're, they're, they're worse presidents than Joe Biden. I'm not living in fantasy land. They, though, with Trump are living in fantasy land. They're, they're crazy. Um, and Michael Beschloss went, went after, well, first off, Joy Reid and Michael Beschloss, who's a presidential historian, uh, talked about how there are so many U.S. presidents ranked in the top ten who were, get ready for it, racist. Play 11. Do you agree with these rankings? I'd have some differences. For instance, Theodore Roosevelt, I don't know when historians are going to wake up to the fact that the guy used terribly racist rhetoric, very white supremacist. The 1912 Theodore Roosevelt Progressive Party Bull Moose platform was for segregation of the races in America. And as far as Andrew Jackson is concerned, it shows that, you know, historians can do the right thing. It takes us a while. He was president in the early 19th century. But we now, given what people are justifiably more sensitive to, this was the guy who did to Native Americans who was responsible yes. For the trail of tears, and he was a slaveholder. Why should he be that yeah. high on the list? What do you make of it, Clay? I, I this of all the arguments out there, Buck, this infuriates me maybe the most. Yes, Thomas Jefferson and George Washington and Andrew Jackson and many other of our founding fathers and early presidents were slaveholders. They were products of their time. They were imperfect. They were flawed. Just as you and me and every other person out there who is sitting around here in 2024, 200 years from now, people are going to look at some of the things that we did. If society continues and we continue to evolve, and they will say, oh, my goodness, can you believe that Clay Travis and Buck Sexton and you and everybody else out there did things that everybody else did that we now consider to be unacceptable. That doesn't mean that we're not trying to be the best version of ourselves in the current world in which we live. I don't know. Maybe in a thousand years, people think of us as Socrates on the radio. They'd be like, so much <laughs> wisdom for three hours a day. People could just tune in anytime they want. Um, that, that should be my new nickname, Socrates also, on the radio. I, I like would, that. I, I would love that, Socrates on the radio. Let me also play, though, Michael Beschloss, remember, this is the same guy who went on MSNBC and said that if Republicans won the 2022 midterms, that this might be the last free election we had and that there were going to be people maybe getting lined up and shot based on their political opinions. Listen to this cut, which we also have with him. And this is important, Buck, because I do think this is what we were saying yesterday. It's not only that they have Trump as the worst president. It's that they have Biden as a really good president. And they have Obama ranked really highly. And the reason why they do that is many of their sources worked in those administrations, and they're afraid of upsetting people. This is why I said you can't really judge a president 
until everybody who was in that presidential administration has basically died, and we can look at it in a historical context. But this is how broken some of the brains are of these people. Listen to Beshlos. This is a historian, an eminent scholar of our nation, saying, hey, if Republicans win in the midterms, people are going to get lined up and shot. Listen. We could be six days away from losing our rule of law and losing a situation where we have elections that we all can rely on. You know, those are the foundation stones of a democracy. And a historian 50 years from now, if historians are allowed to write in this country, and if there are still free publishing houses and a free press, which I'm not certain of, but if that is true, a historian will say what was at stake tonight and this week was the fact whether we will be a democracy in the future, whether our children will be arrested and conceivably killed. We're on the edge of a brutal authoritarian system, and it could be a week away. I think he needs to eat some red meat and go for a walk in the sunshine. I mean, honestly, like this guy, I think he's suffering from some testosterone deficiency or something. I mean, who could really believe this stuff? Well, and I mean, you mentioned this also with who's the individual who's buddies now with uh, not Beshlos, but the the guy uh, Meacham on MSNBC. Meacham. Yeah, Meacham yeah. lives down the road from me in Nashville, and has been. I've read a lot of his books. Uh, historically, when I read about something he wrote 200 years ago, I think to myself, okay, this guy has a decent perspective. His his uh, his analysis is not totally out of whack. What you see is the present day totally is destructive to most historians ability to analyze the present day you need space you need distance you need oftentimes a lot of the people who were the uh, luminaries who were actually alive to have passed on until you can consider them in the larger context and that's why we don't even know what the impact of Many of the people in the last 20 years who've been presidents truly going to be for another 50 years. Well, uh, historian and, uh, obvious genius Joy Reid weighed in <laughs> on Trump being ranked as the worst U.S. president. And here is MSNBC paying her millions of dollars to give you takes like this. Play, uh, cut 10, play it. When there's a crash, I hope it's going to be during this next 12 Wait. months. Because I don't want to be Herbert Hoover. The one president, I just don't want to be Herbert Hoover. (laughs) Wait. Joy Reid on Trump ranked as worst U.S. president. He got his wish. He's way worse than Herbert Hoover. That is what it says. Her full take. So the funniest thing, if we we, maybe we still have that cut, the funniest thing I've seen about Joy Reid lately is she claims to hate Trump, but she seems to be trying to copy his hairstyle. Have you seen Joy Reid now with the super blonde hair side by side with Donald Trump? I think maybe she's falling in love with Trump. She claims to hate him. The reality is she wants to have the same hairstyle. And she also came out recently, Buck, did you see, and said that she wants reparations. And then many people kind of did the research and they said, wait a minute, Joy Reid's parents are immigrants. She spent no time in America having to deal with uh, the legacy of slavery, leaving aside the absurdity of the idea of reparations, the idea of someone coming to America in the last 30 or 40 years and claiming that she is entitled to reparations for what happened is absolutely bonkers. And again, I'm not sure where Trump is going to rank. 
I feel very confident that he's going to rank above Joe Biden. And I think Joe Biden's going to be a one-term president. But the idea that you can rank somebody in real time with absolute certainty, everybody out there should just be asking yourself the questions. Wait a minute, Trump's the worst president of all time, according to these historians. Other than COVID, which Trump had absolutely nothing to do with, what could you really point to, Buck, pre-COVID? Right, Four years ago at this time, COVID was just starting to kind of percolate up. But pre-COVID, what could you point to and say Trump did an awful job on? Again, he didn't cause COVID. And I think many of you out there are like Buck and me. You wish that he had done a better job with COVID. But what can you point to that he actually created or responded to that was bad in any way pre-COVID. I can't, I honestly can't even point to, uh, to anything out there. Yeah, no, I mean, I thought the guy did a heck of a job. I think that's kind of the, the, the baseline as you start to, uh, as you start to break all that down. Where exactly would you point to and say Trump failed here to say that he's the worst that there is out there? I think is a, uh, is a super difficult position to find yourself in. Yeah, no, I, I completely, uh, completely agree. We'll take some of your calls here. Um, and, and we will get into 800-282-2882. Uh, we'll be right back. Keep up with Clay and Buck's campaign coverage with 24, a Sunday highlight reel from the week. Find it on the free iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather. Now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. How could the most powerful man in media just vanish from public life? My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'm a reporter who's covered politics for years, and in this podcast, I'm going to travel far and wide searching for the reclusive Matt Drudge, the founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who've worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. I'll also be chasing down tips from you, the listener, through a special hotline. So if you know where Drudge is right now or have a great Drudge story that might help us better understand the mysterious media mogul, please give us a call at 301-200-2414. Hopefully by the time this show ends, the man who knows Drudge best, Matt Drudge himself, will break his silence and sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. 
Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. We break open modern-day conspiracies and tell you which elements may be the real deal. Like, did Bill Gates use COVID vaccines to microchip us all? We all do have tracking devices. Mm -hmm. We carry them around. We spend a lot of money on them. And what's actually on Hunter Biden's laptop? You are talking to the guy that has three of Hunter Biden's laptops and cell phone. And what did the deep state build under Denver airport? Do you think there are secret bunkers? That's just on my list of questions I have about Jesse Ventura. It's our mission to get to the heart of these conspiracy theories and figure out the why, the how, and especially the if. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in. We're going to join our friend Ryan Gerdusky. Uh, he writes the National Populist Newsletter on Substack. A data dive with uh, with Ryan on where things stand going into South Carolina and the general election looming in the background, of course. Uh, but first, you know, if you have valuables in your home, you should consider getting a safe. Uh, more than two million Americans have chosen Liberty Safe for this once in a lifetime purchase. Over thirty two thousand of them have posted glowing reviews online. Look, I had to find a safe that was super strong, made in America, protected my privacy. And looked good and would fit in the space that I had for it. Liberty Safe was perfect. That's the thing. Once you go and see, you can pick different colors, different finishes, different sizes, different styles. American-made Liberty Safe can fit anywhere. There's more than 30 models, two dozen colors. Liberty Safes are guaranteed for life. If yours is ever damaged in attempted break-in or fire, your Liberty Safe will be replaced free. It's the best warranty you can get. And your privacy is built right into every Liberty Safe with industry-leading privacy protections. Look, I think it's time. Shop LibertySafe.com slash radio for a customized Fortress Strong Liberty Safe and use coupon code radio for a 10% discount for supporting Liberty Safes made in America by Americans. You'll also get a free $60 value locking gun vault with your Liberty Safe purchase reserved for members of this audience. So that's LibertySafe.com slash radio. Use code radio for a 10% discount. I've got my Liberty Safe at home. I've got some precious metals in there, some watches, some firearms, or do I? I don't want to give away too many of my secrets here. I've got valuable stuff in there. You know, that's a Ron Swanson thing. He's always like, I have buried a very large quantity of gold on the premises, or have I? I don't know how many people know who Ron Swanson is listening now, but he was a great character on Parks and Rec. It was a very, very good show, and he's a fantastic character. Um, we We were talking about this off air, and I think we need to keep hammering it home to the audience. Can I just say, whenever Clay says that to me, I'm a little scared. I'm like, oh, what did I say <laughs> off the mic that I'm going to hear about now? Go well, ahead. Well, I mean, you can watch us on camera, by the way. Hi, I'm back. Evidently, uh, according to producer Allie, many of you were missing me while I was in Florida, and then the camera didn't work for the first hour. So I Midwest am ladies in their 70s, they love themselves. Some Clay Travis, I'm just saying. Seniors, I've managed, I'm the only person in America whose fan base is... Guys in fraternities on college campuses and women who are senior citizens. I, I, there's no one in the middle. It's like frat guys love me and their grandmas love me. And I don't know how I've managed to have that range, but that is my wheelhouse now. So thank you, uh, to the grandmas out there. Uh, your grandsons, uh, are fantastic. They're doing well. Uh, and I'm glad that somehow I managed to have both the grandson and the grandma contingent out there, but. Yes, we basically continue our conversation all day long during commercial breaks and everything else. And we were talking. I I don't think it's being discussed enough. And we need to play in the next hour, we will, 
the Kevin O'Leary, Mr. Wonderful take on how many different people and entities and organizations are pulling out of New York State in the wake of the verdict they put in against the Trump organization. But even if you are insanely wealthy, you could be a billionaire worth four or five billion dollars, billion with a B. Most of those people, Buck, would not have $440 million in cash. What they are trying to do to Trump, both with the, uh, the, the, the sexual assault, ridiculous, uh, situation with the 88 million that he's going to have to put forward. And then what they're also doing now with the 350 million, they're trying to make him have to put forward 440 roughly million dollars. No one, even billionaires, typically has liquid assets of that nature. This is an unprecedented attempt to attack Donald Trump financially in a way that no one in the history of the United States has ever been attacked. And I don't think people are talking enough about what they're doing to him right now and how there is no precedent for it ever in the history of the United States. This has never happened. They did the research on it in New York. No company's ever been treated like this. We will continue to follow it, though. I just wonder how this plays out. I don't think that anyone has a good answer yet. But let's get to Bob in Florida, 31-year police veteran. What's going on, Bob? All right. Hey, Bob, you're on the radio. Yeah, we're with you. All right. I was listening to your earlier segment about police officers and violence and that guy actually getting pilloried for showing the truth. Yes. I can tell you, after 31 years in the military, 33 years Air Force, most of it in special forces, 31 years in a large metropolitan police force, we, all of us, talk about this, roll call training. I've taught firearms for years and years and years. There is not a deputy, police officer, game warden, anybody who wakes up and says, I'm going to kill somebody today. That's that's my mission today. You do that. You take a human life, and your military and or police career is destroyed. You are put on suspension for years. You are continually looked at. You are plastered all over the paper. There is not a single police officer that I know of, and I have thousands of them on my side with this. None of us want to do that we would like to be the best salesman in the world we are selling handcuffs how difficult is that we don't want you to fight we want you to go peacefully we want to go home we want to go home to our wife and kids our dogs our families whatever it is thank you for the call i buck i i think it's 100 percent right and that's the downside we have spent four years now allowing police officers to be demonized. And we're just starting to see the consequences of that because the most talented and skilled police officers, many of them are retiring or going to different fields. And you're having real difficulty recruiting young police officers because they all see what potentially they could be facing. My uncle was LAPD. Uh, I worked in Intel Division, which is a little different. I was a civilian, but... I wouldn't encourage a family member to go and work the NYPD these days. Not because I don't think being a police officer is honorable and super important. It is both both of those things. But 
I couldn't say that he or she would be protected from the bureaucracy and the politics. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.